Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. The Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That guy's Bradley Trainer. Hello. Uh, and uh, not only are we doing everything entertainment, we're doing everything goodbye winter because we are literally Bye. watching winter melt away and you can get in on the fun by going to mytalk1071.com, keyword ice out. We are watching a large block of ice melt away and your job is to guess when all of that ice is going to be gone. If you do so correctly, uh, and we do have a live cam so you can watch it and pay attention. Uh, if you do so correctly, you will be the big winner of a gigantic inflatable unicorn that you and five friends can float all your stress away on uh, in the lovely summer months that are just ahead. MyTalk1071.com, keyword ice out. Now, you guys, Hmm. I and about a lot of other friends last night at the XL Energy Center Mm -hmm. saw former First Lady Michelle Obama. Oh, yeah, that's right. She was in town. She was in town, and I have two emotional takeaways. Oh, fine. Okay. First of all... Share. Uh, Being in front of a powerful woman who harnessed her circumstances to do extraordinary things. I mean, she started by just saying, I'm an ordinary woman who used my uh, ordinariness to do extraordinary things was amazing. And the second thing is that woman is hilarious. She is so funny. And so let's start with the emotional piece uh-huh. the like the being in front of this extraordinary yeah, so, woman okay first of all for those of us who weren't there where did she speak excel energy center Okay, so we went to the excel okay so did she have the whole area or was there like a piece no. of the excel it was like a rock show so she sold out the whole dumb thing where was yeah, the stage crazy uh where it would be where there was a rock show it was like over there so was it just her on the stage by herself no so she was uh she had somebody interviewing her and this is what she's doing on the whole tour yeah. and this is all part I of her book yep exactly um becoming is the name of the book yep uh and so she was interviewed by um, michelle norris from oh, yeah. npr yeah who's from minneapolis yeah south minneapolis mm-hmm. born and raised mm-hmm. uh and so so first of all i just have to say I didn't really put a, I was like, I'm going to see Michelle Obama. Politics aside, I have never been in the room, in any room, yep. with a president, former president, vice president, really? former vice president. Never? Never. Have you ever um, gone to see, you've never gone to see a president? No. Oh. Or a first lady or a former first lady? Okay. N- never. Wow. So, I but I didn't think about that until I was sitting okay. in the seat. So this is a unique experience. Yes, this is one of a kind and powerful. And in mm-hmm. so I sit down and I literally am like overcome with emotion. <clears throat> and she hasn't even taken the stage. Yeah, because it's historic, right? It's not every day that you get to sit uh, in the you know because we don't have royal. Uh, I'm not saying that they're royalty, but you know, heads of state and the people around them are yeah. unique, and uh, there are not very many of them. Correct. And so it just was this moment of like, oh, oh, wait, hold on a second. Like, this is big. Yeah. And the the energy of the room was palpable. Everybody felt very excited. 
she, of course, starts the evening with really great, inspiring music. So you're feeling really good. Um, And then she takes the stage and she's so normal. And she even kind of says that she's like, I am an ordinary woman who had extraordinary things happen to me. And and then she talks about how she used her extraordinary how that extraordinary um, place she found herself in to to do what she was passionate about. And it was so inspiring. Okay, so give me an example of something that was ordinary in her life. Well, I mean, she grew up on the south side of Chicago. Yeah. She was not somebody who came from, you know, uh, a history of politics or a history of, she's a lawyer, of law. Uh, she didn't even come from a history of people who had gone to college. Mm-hmm. Um but she grew up in an area that at the time um, or when in her early days was kind of was it was an integrated neighborhood mm-hmm. that then became segregated when she was in second grade in the sense that she learned later that when people of color had moved into the neighborhood, the white people started to move away. Oh, sure. And she didn't realize that that was what was happening, really. Um but she fought her way through school. She was able to skip through the second grade, go directly into the third grade, um, and just had a ton of tenacity um, and cared about school and education, but didn't have, you know, didn't like live in she didn't a, have a ton of a uh, world. Yep. Yeah, didn't live in a world where that had been, you know, a, the privilege that everybody in her family had had. Now, and so, and then she found herself going to Princeton. Yeah. So she did amazing things. So certainly yes. on the extraordinary things list, part of it, um, you know, that, that goes without saying. Now you said she was funny. How was she funny? Okay. She told the best stories about what it's like to live in the white house. Now you think, I'm sure you would think like somebody who's lived in the white house is going to be like, Oh yes, we lived in the white house. And they're not going to make a deal out of like how weird it must be to live in the White House or to have a motorcade. But I feel like she would, right? She, because, again, if you grow up on the south side of Chicago or if you grow up in Chicago and you're not living in a big, you know, mansion or tower, um, you're probably going to treat it like you and I would like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is actually happening and we're doing this. She was so connected to who she is that she was able to see the bizarreness of that lifestyle. And so she taught, she would tell stories about what it was like to, um, for example, for Barack Obama, uh, the president to show up to the girls, their daughters, Malia and Sasha's, uh, conferences at school. And she was like, you know, you think it's like they just roll up in the motorcade. No, it's literally like they have to sweep with security and there's security running, walking down the hallways being like, get up, the president's coming, the president's coming. And then the motorcade comes in, which has like a number of cars before the presidential car, a number of cars after the presidential car. And he and they have to shut down freeways. And then the president rolls up and then like they and Malia and Sasha are like so mortified. mortified. Yeah. Because, of course, when you're a kid, you, the last thing you want is your parents drawing any kind of attention and. Oh, by the way, they're drawing all the all attention. the attention. Yeah. And and then she told this great story about uh, the time that uh, President Obama coached her their daughter Malia's fourth grade basketball team mm-hmm. while he was in the White House. God, that's so crazy. And on the same basketball team, Vice President Joe Biden's 
grandchild was oh on God. it. And so she's like, just imagine what it was like to be on the court when the president, the vice president, the first lady, the second lady, and all the children and grandchildren are in the gym yelling at you to shoot the ball. Yeah. And they're You're just on the like, opposing team like, oh, my ah! God. Yeah. And of course, again, the girls mortified. Oh God. Yeah. You guys. And she, but she just has a great sense of humor about it and, and a relaxed sort of sense about her. And you left. I, I think everybody sort of left with this feeling of like feeling inspired, feeling like you can do great things um, and just feeling like you almost like hung out with a girlfriend. Yeah. I will tell you a really cute story that happened at my house on our calendar, on our family calendar. Yeah. I had written down, uh, you know, mom, that's me, uh, dinner with Alicia. That's my best friend who I went with and Michelle Obama, meaning I'm going to go out to dinner with Alicia. Then I'm going to go see Michelle Obama. My son, Keller looked at the calendar and was like, Mom, I think that's really cool that you get to have dinner with Michelle Obama. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. And I was like, oh, like, honey, I got to tell life. you something. Uh, your mom is not nearly as cool as you seem to think I am. But uh, but anyway, but you did feel like you did sit down and have dinner with Michelle Obama. And it was really fun and really cool. Oh, and I'm sure it was amazing. The last thing I will tell you is this. With all of the college cheating scandal that we've been talking about at great length, mm-hmm. in so many ways, hearing Michelle Obama talk not only about her own story of mm-hmm. how she worked so hard to get into Princeton, mm-hmm. but also to hear kind of the reverse end of that story of how Sasha and Malia, though they were raised the majority of their formative years in the White House and have gone on now to, you know, to really, yep. you know, their own lives mm-hmm. and have not, you know, leveraged that. No, they the seem to be. That, I think what you're saying is that they're very well adjusted. That right? They are yeah. the antidote to that story. Yeah, And I think it's very it's very much because they, you know, their parents tried to protect them from, you know, the and didn't put them front and center like a lot of parents are want to do in this day and age. Exactly. Uh, well, uh, speaking of that college cheating scandal, we are going to get back to that because um, just as we as just as we said, or just as Bradley predicted, we've got the defenders speaking out and they're saying exactly what we thought they would say. Mm-hmm. We'll tell you what it is after this on my talk. One oh seven. Well, just as uh, Bradley predicted, the defenders of the accused in the college cheating scandal are speaking. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they're saying exactly what we thought they would say. What is that? Well, we're going to tell you on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, And uh, Bradley, who's talking and what are they saying? Well, I saw this headline in page six and I thought to myself, yep. Oh, I knew this was going to happen, and here we go. David Mamet defends friends Felicity Huffman and William H. Macy. Apparently, they're longtime friends. The Oscar-nominated writer is David Mamet. You may have heard that name before. He uh, has decided to come forward in defense of these Hollywood elites who broke the law, but allegedly so. Quote, uh... Uh, he, well, he does a lot. He goes on. Um, but the, the part that really, um, I think, makes the point that we were trying to make earlier this week, that 
it's only a matter of time before, you know, people start to come out and apologize or not apologize. They try to defend uh, what happened and tell you how hard things are and how difficult it is and how these people are just trying to be parents. You know, we said this is going to happen. Well, sure enough, it's happening. And he says, um, I worked for very many years in and around our elite universities. I am able to report that their admissions policies are an unfortunate and corrupt joke. That a parent's zeal for her children's future may have overcome her better judgment for a moment is not only unfortunate, it is, I know, we parents would agree, a universal phenomenon. I have to write some choice words down. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I wasn't prepared for that. Okay. Okay. Go on. Uh, (laughs) He says, um, you know, that he's known William H. Macy for almost 50 years. We started two theater companies together. One of which is still in operation 35 years later. I've known Felicity for 35 years. She was my student, my colleague, worked in many of my films. I'm crazy about both of them. If uh, ever there were a use for the Texas verdict, this is it. For the uninitiated, the Texas verdict is not guilty, but don't do it again. Okay. So basically, they're not guilty, but they shouldn't do this again. So again, here you have somebody who is coming out to defend these people. And lest you think this is just one of those things where he felt so moved to come out and speak out on their behalf, I guarantee, well, I shouldn't guarantee, but I have a strong feeling that he was urged to say something, and I guarantee you're going to continue to see things like this come out. As we come forward, people, you know, it would be really helpful if, you know, you would speak out on behalf of your very longtime friend for a number of reasons. But, you know, the media, the media is only concerned with tearing people down and somebody should speak up and let them know that they only had their children's future in mind. Can I do, They did it for the children. Can I pause and just encourage people to, to think critically as they read such drivel? Yeah, um, because there were the words that I had to write down that I didn't want to forget. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want. Can you read from uh, a parent's zeal, and I'll tell you when to stop. Okay, so that a parent's zeal for her children's future may have overcome her better judgment for a. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We are all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart. Protein Plus and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash btpod50 and use code btpod50 to get 50% off. That's code btpod50 at factormeals.com slash btpod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Moment. Pause. For a moment? For a moment indicates that perhaps maybe... Like one quick misstep and then they went, oh dear, oh whoops, nope, not going to do that. This was a lengthy, lengthy moment. This was a process that both of them had their hands deep into. <laughs> For not one, but two children. Well, I think the second child they decided not to do. That was Lori Laughlin, right? Okay, well fine, still. But I your mean, point is well taken. That They went all the way through the process. I mean, that's not for a moment. No. Number one. And it number, just sort of like, you know, for a moment, they were like, wow, they're just trying to get their kids. And, and, and to your point, Bradley, yes, this is exactly what is happening. Clearly, either a lawyer or William H. Macy or somebody called in some friends and circled the wagons and said, hey, guys, listen, like, I'm not going to make you do anything. And I don't want you to risk your own reputation. But if you'd be willing to write something to a few people and just kind of like, I don't like, know, say that we're not bad people, that would be awesome. And this guy felt fine to write this. Also, who are the who's the audience here? Because to me, it's like. This is what tells you these people have their heads so far up their own behinds. Well, actually, each other's behinds mm-hmm. in this particular case, because this to me just smacks of like someone who's privileged, you know, trying to excuse somebody else with privilege. Like, I don't have the luxury of, you know, friends who can show up and, you know, use their career and their pedigree and their, um, you know, good deeds or whatever for the last 50 years to explain away the crime, their, pro, their participation, <laughs> the crime. their their participation in a like multi level, multi pronged mass criminal enterprise. Right. Like, do I think that? Do I think that Felicity Huffman is the worst person in the world? No, but like, you can't not, you can't act like it's not what it is. Right. Which is just she knew what she was doing was wrong, right. without even having talked to the woman. You know that this woman knew what was wrong, and she didn't care. Well, let's just all check ourselves uh, before we wreck ourselves, right? When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, oh, geez, look at that. More D-bags. More celebrities behaving badly. What are you going to do? That's just uh, what we just talked about. All right, okay. We'll talk about it after this on My Talk 107.1. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to talk about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello, darlings. And uh, we love to talk about those celebrities behaving badly, but we also have a name for them, and we call them... D-Bags! Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D-bag? Bradley, I know you've been dying to know. God, yeah. Bless you. So, yeah. How mm-hmm. Kylie Jenner got her pre-baby body back. Oh, gosh. Are you ready? Wow. Wait, she doesn't have it already? Doesn't that... Isn't she a little late? Well, she's not late. She just is talking about it again. Now. Okay. Now, right. right? Uh, here's what Kylie Jenner... Wants you to know about how she got her body back just over a year after welcoming her baby, Stormy Webster. Ready? 
Mm-hmm. It's all about diet for me. Uh, I'm just naturally a really skinny person. Okay. Okay. Right. There's more, but that's yep. annoying. Uh, Let's move on. All right. But not like my sister Kendall. She's naturally like model status. Oh, God. But yeah, I've always had a really flat stomach, but oh. I never felt like it went back to what it was before Stormy until recently. I feel like it has a lot to do with diet. I really eat very crazy, usually, like whatever I want. Pizza, pasta, a lot of dairy. It's called being in your 20s. And I just kind of cut all that out, and I've just been like eating better. And I feel like that's the trick for me personally. Okay. Who asked again? And I also think after a child, it really does just take as long to get your body back as it did to create the child. Okay. Well, that's probably true. That's the only smart thing in that whole entire story. Sounds actually kind of normal. Not like it's only, I'm going to get it in 90 days and I'm going to do, you know, oh, I just feel so bad for Chloe. She also just said, for Chloe? Mm -hmm. Why? Uh, Because Chloe doesn't look like Kylie or Kendall. Oh. And Chloe is one of those people who has taken all of the body shaming that her family has uh, put upon her along with that which society already puts upon every single yeah, woman. that's true. And taken it to heart. That's true. So... This is true. Good point. Good yeah. point. Because um, this... Did, <laughs> uh, I, just, I almost called her a name and I shouldn't call ladies names, but um, International Women's Day is over, so I can't know. Um, I just... I feel like... Shut up. <laughs> well, here's that... Like, here's what Kylie Jenner just did in that whole entire quote is yeah. she stuck, she threw like seven pieces of pasta at the wall to see which see one stuck. stuck. Sure. Yeah. Because it started with just like, I don't know, I'm just skinny. And then she realized, like, but I'm not as skinny as my sister. That's that thing. This is this weird False I'm self deprecation. Yeah, I'm not so even weird. here for that. I'm here for the words coming out of your mouth mean nothing. Right. Your body image is nothing. Whatever you do, look, I we all do this because we're all part of this. And to act like none of us are we're better than or less than, we are all struggling with our image except for like the five people that don't and God bless you Gwyneth Paltrow but the rest of us struggle with these things and I don't like this like obsession with it in the way that like like of course Kylie Jenner is talking about this right right because what else does she talk about and I feel now I'm gonna say I feel sorry for her I feel sorry for her because she has nothing else to talk about no I actually do feel sorry for her for that they sit around all day like oh my god I could totally just lose weight I mean I say dumb things about my weight and my body image and my friends and I sit around and talk about dumb things like oh I don't know I, that is relatable, but what's not relatable is that that is all they do. Mm-hmm. That is all they are. They see their sisters in terms of their body shapes, their body types. That's why I said I feel sorry for Chloe because, you know, God bless her. her uh, she does not have the same father and the father <laughs> that she okay, has. Allegedly. Well, what, what are you going to do? Come at me for saying Chloe's got I don't know. Chloe's I just wanted to say. Di- oh, yeah. Sue me, Chloe. No, I mean, that's not fact. We're saying no. that her her parent is not the google same. It. Just Google no, it. No, I don't And so disagree her body type is such that she looks to this family. I'm sorry, but she's a Sasquatch or like a, a troll. I mean, honestly, and I'm not saying I think that. 
I'm right. saying the standards her family yes. has set out for beauty, she will not meet those standards of beauty. And they'll do this thing where they'll be like, me, 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 sisters, girl power. No, you know those girls are shaming each other left, right, and center. Which is why she's taken on the poor Chloe mantle. Yeah. Poor Chloe. And mm-hmm. that's why I say I feel sorry for Chloe because I just feel like she's never going to win. And she hasn't, the, mista- the, the sad thing is, is I think she's internalized all that. Now, I'm reading all of this into Chloe. And if she's listening, she's probably like, you don't know me. Fine, She's I not don't. Listening. Don't worry about She's it. She's not listening. Um, but I also implied that her dad is not her dad. And honey, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I really love you, and I think you're an amazing person. However, I feel bad for her because I feel like she's internalized a lot of the stuff that her sisters. And you know they they'll probably do that thing where they're like they they do like a weird justification of it, right? But I think she has probably internalized it because you see it. Right. Remember, she was going to have like a fitness series. Oh, yeah. She was going to work out five times a day after she had her baby instantly. Mm-hmm. She was going to tell us what the right things to eat were going to be. Not in a way that Ky- uh, Kylie, Kendall, Courtney or Kim were doing. Right. You know, she because I think the way her body just looks naturally, she has probably felt like she has needed to change her body way more than the rest of those girls. Yeah. I mean, but to your to your previous point, it is incredibly sad that that is essentially all they have to talk about. It's so overwhelming. It's what their body looks like. It's what's hanging on their body. It's how they're photographed in their body and what's hanging on their body. It's all about that's all it is. Yeah. 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 Sad. Yeah. And we like I said, we all struggle with our body image. Nobody struggles as much as these people do. And it is totally self-inflicted, self-defeating, self like it's like a self-basing turkey, self-shaming turkey. Yeah. These are some self-shaming turkeys, these Kardashian people. You say it. Now. Your D-bag? Okay. Kylie Jenner. Oh, what? Oh. But for a totally different okay. reason. I'm sorry, but I have to. No, don't be sorry. She's uh-uh. a frequent flyer. It's all yep. good. Headline, Kylie Jenner says Stormy chose her own name. Oh, God, oh, stop. Okay. No, 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 For anyone wondering how Kylie Jenner decided uh, to name her daughter Stormy, quick check of the room. Yeah. Anyone? Um, maybe no, she... I, I don't... I never... No, 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 oh. no. Yeah, the question I'm asking in the room is, did you ever wonder no. how Kylie Jenner decided to name Stormy? Oh, absolutely never, not. Never oh. wondered, not even for a second. Well, didn't care, Don't, still don't, but I'm going to hear it anyway. For those who did, uh, Kylie has the story for you. So she did this Insties Live last night where she was getting her makeup did uh, for a night out with her sisters, Kim Courtney and Chloe. Okay. Her makeup artist asked her to tell the tale. And so Jenner explained that the name started as a private nickname. but. Wait, there's more. Quote, says Kylie Jenner, of her daughter picking her own name before she was born. I felt it the whole time. Yeah, I feel like she chose her own name. Pretty much, I I wanted, I looked up names and I saw Storm, and I really liked that. But I wanted her to have an IE at the end of her name, like Kylie and Stormy. You know, like me, like Kylie. So it was that at first. Uh-huh. And I would just call her when I was pregnant. I used to call her Stormy when I would talk to her in my belly. And it just always felt right. I had one more name that I liked. I had two names that I liked better than Stormy. But when I had her, I felt like she chose her own name. And I just couldn't imagine any other name than Stormy. So, yeah. Okay, I have so okay, many there, things. This too many is things, so too many things. Wait, first, let me point out before you explode. Mm-hmm. The headline of the article is what? 
Kylie Jenner says Stormy chose her own name. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that she says multiple times Stormy chose her own name, she li- she lies to her face right before and after mm-hmm. when she says, I liked that name and I wanted to call her something with an I-E. Like, so no, Stormy didn't act. There was nothing no. in there about how Stormy chose her own name. Also, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't it just spelled with an I? There's no E. Yeah, it's Stormy with an okay. I, but she wanted an I-E. Like what? Kylie. I mean, who took the E? Yeah. But she picked it herself. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, whatever. Thanks, but again, you? like, I, I felt the whole time I looked up names when I saw Storm, I really liked that. But I wanted her to have an IE at the end of her name. So at first, that was it. And I would just call her, when I was pregnant, I would call her Stormy. I would call her Stormy. And it just always felt right, presumably to me. Mm-hmm. I had one more name that I liked. Um, but then I felt like she chose her own name. And I, I just couldn't imagine any name other than Stormy. So, yeah. She chose it. Okay. Who is the idiot at Elle Magazine who printed this trash? Much less made me sit along for the ride. Well, I mean, that was a self-inflicted wound. Because I thought, here, here's what I thought. That she was going to sit down and say, like, I couldn't feel her murmuring in my womb. Tiny, tiny, or stormy, stormy. Or like there was a storm and she kicked me and I was like, oh my God, she went. No, there wasn't even that. No. Like I would have been all over for that because people always have dumb stories about like, you know, like right before I was born, I slipped on some peanut butter and now we call our kid Chunky. I mean, I'm just saying that's, that's an a, interesting most story. stories about like how you pick your kid's name. I could take them or leave them. Fascinating for you. Put them in your book, your scrapbook. But she didn't even give me that. Can I explode yet? Yeah, please. Oh, my God. Have you been waiting? Yeah. Okay, go. The, the theme in all of these dumb stories <laughs> about Kylie are the following. Note a thread. Everything Kylie talks about is dumb, <laughs> stupid factoids about herself that she just like wants you guys to know uh, about her because she's vapid and has nothing else to talk about and i cannot for the life of me figure out how this young woman is a billionaire this gives me no hope Well, okay, let's try to reel that back in before you're hopeless. No, because we don't have time for me to like slowly get there. (laughs) The point is this. All she does is give little tiny vignettes about factoids about herself. And in this case, sure, her hairdresser asked her the question. I'm sure before they did the Instagram live, she's like, I have an idea. And she asked me a question about me that I can talk about about myself on my Instagram live. Right? Mm, yeah. And then she did. Well, actually, she didn't because she didn't even think of it. Chris uh, Jenner came in the room and goes, Honey, you're behind on your Instagram live quota. We need you to do an Instagram live. And she has a billion dollars. Why don't you talk to them about how you named Stormy? Yeah, so nothing happened. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. When we come Stormy back, the IE, can we cheer no. the room up? Can we cheer the room up? Yeah. Team Cobra. Team Cobra has a new member. They do? We, we have somebody, do? a new person on our team. Who? It's big, you guys. Okay. Howard Stern. <gasps> I know, what? it's big. Howard Stern cool. is Holy officially shit. on Team Cobra. We'll tell you why after this on My Talk 1071. Big news. 
Cobra has a new member of the team. It's Howard Stern. It's the Colleen and Bradley what? Show. My Talk 1071 no. streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We call ourselves Team Cobra. Get it? Co, Colleen, Bra, Bradley. Uh, Team Cobra. And now we got a Howard Stern. We do. Howard Stern is our Howard Stern. Well, get his name right. He's our new best friend. Why? Yes. Because he slammed Wendy Williams and her mystery illness <gasps> and her husband. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so I'm petty. Fine. Uh, Tom Petty and the uh, Gossip Team Breakers. Cobra. Yeah. I saw the story in page six and I could not resist. So whenever somebody signs off on the thing that we have said, I feel like we are justified. And really, all of my life is is one opportunity to prove that you know our our ramblings from noon to three aren't completely absurd we are justified uh anyway howard stern (laughs) talked about her on wednesday now they go back a long way right both veterans of radio yeah they've been in the business for a very long time but i just loved this back and forth and i wish we could play things for you but we can't play things for you because well language Mm -hmm. correct correct um so he dedicated a certain portion of his show on Wednesday to going after Wendy Williams after she had criticized his tone in his new book. You know, he's got a new book coming out. Mm-hmm. Howard Stern comes again. And um, he here's what she said. How, Howard is so Hollywood right now. And Howard, I love you. But since you've gone Hollywood, everything you say is so predictable. This is Wendy Williams talking. Uh, yeah, I think you could also say that sarcastically. <laughs> This is Wendy Williams talking. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So this is this is this is Wendy Williams talking. <laughs> yeah. Howard is so Hollywood right now, and Howard, I love you. She says, but since you've gone Hollywood, everything you say is so predictable. Everything is going to be about oh, I love this one, and then we went on their yacht. He's a Hollywood insider, which sucks. You started like me, being of the people. She goes on, but at some point you sat behind the microphone for too long, and now you are the people. Um, says the Shame. woman. <laughs> Says the woman who, from the shade tree who says the woman who all blind items point to is on the payroll of Beyonce and Jay-Z. I mean, I'm just saying I'm not saying Here's what, I'm just saying. Absolutely. Now, Howard being Howard said the following jealous biatch. You're Ooh. nobody to me. You'll never be me, Wendy. You'll never be me. You can pretend to be me. You can pretend to be like me, but you're not. You don't have my wit. You don't have my talent. You couldn't have that career. You're a fly. Now, that's just, that is his, he's just telling it like it is, right? Yes. Then he goes on to say, of her specific criticisms. So lest you think he just reacts with emotion, Uh he goes on to say, what evidence do you have that I'm Hollywood? I grew up a scumbag and I'm still treated like a scumbag. What? Because I found success. Now I'm Hollywood. What? Because I know Jimmy Kimmel, who I'm hanging, who I'm hanging out with. She doesn't know who I'm hanging out with. She doesn't know what I do in this world. She doesn't know who I'm bleeping with. All she talks on that show is about Hollywood. That's as Hollywood as you get. If anyone in Hollywood called her to hang out, she'd be there in two seconds. All of that is projection, mm-hmm. which I think. Preach. Here, here, front row, first pew in the church. Of and then Howard goes Stern. on to say, and remember, I told you that he's basically signing off on the things we said. Well, I haven't even gotten to that yet. So then he says, what have I done to this woman? Nothing. I've been gracious to her. Worry about your husband, not me. <gasps> 
bleep you and your dumb show and your mystery illness. She disappears for two months. Nobody knows why. And she's questioning me. Thanks, honey. I've never fainted on my show either. Welcome to it. Team Cobra, I Howard Stern. Should we send him petty, a welcome kit? I think we should. We send him a, uh, a gift basket. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like a swap a uh, doozy t-shirt. Yes. With just a big old shade umbrella. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh that is delightful. Delightful. That was my favorite. Um, <laughs> thanks, honey. I've never fainted on my show either. I mean, but the thing about I'm, it is... I don't care. I'm catty. No, you be but catty. I did, but I do love that he responded like with like Shay, Hollywood. Yeah. Me? You're you, what? And you, gave her like an actual argument. And thank you. Thank you for calling out the thing that nobody seems to be able to put words to um, in the public sphere because all the rags are reporting on her, you know, this the fact that her doctors have commanded that she take three to four weeks off because of her grave disease, which again, interest yeah. of full disclosure. I mean, everybody knows it's a crock. I also have. Yeah. Uh, and never, ever, ever once has it been floated past me yeah. or anybody that I know who also has grave disease that you might get to take three to four weeks off of work for it. Yeah. And again, it's not that I'm saying people, you know, like all of... Uh, and, and in a normal world, we would give two cruds about Wendy Will Wendy Williams issues, whatever they are, right? right? But this is a woman who, for a living, tears people apart and talks about their personal lives and calls BS when she thinks she sees it, and is delivering us the world's biggest crock of BS because. She's lying about why she was gone, about why she fainted on TV, about how she broke her shoulder, about what's going on in her marriage. I mean, trust me, yeah. I've seen BS. Yeah, we can I know. Smell it. I can smell it. And so can Howard Stern. And I just want to say that when Howard Stern, who knows the business, is calling you out, Wendy Williams. Yeah. We know that we're in good company. So we absolutely welcome, do. Welcome so to thank the you, club. Howard. Welcome uh, to the club, Howard. For us, uh, letting us join your club or whatever. Um, but can I just read one more little bit yes, that he please. said of Wendy Williams? This is Howard Stern. I'm not somebody you want to bleep with, honey. I don't want to hear your BS. And you're not a nice person. Nobody likes you. That's why you can't go Hollywood. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Mean, he just like, do not come. <laughs> he doubles, triples, power. quadruples yeah. down. Thank you. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, have you been fubbed? Do you even know what it is? Don't worry about it. We'll tell you. We'll tell you what it is. Uh, And uh, we'll talk about what you say when somebody fubs you after this. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area. And now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Hi, I'm James Seawood, one of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. 
You can text the word PEACE to 22433 for a seven-day free trial of Abide. Just text PEACE to 22433, and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.